welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by The In The Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheInTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The purple rain is over. It's time for the reign of sex on legs. But are we sure she should be our queen? A solid top three battled it out in a Christmas-themed finale as one UK hunt has officially snatched the crown. It is time to talk all things Drag Race UK 3 finale. And joining me is a talented little angel whose camera is no stranger to these finalists. It's Maddie Parks. Hello. Hello, my angel. How are you? I'm okay. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit in mourning. I'm sad. Um, this is not the version of the uh, results I wanted personally, mm-hmm. but um, I've come to terms with it and I've realized the bigger picture that is out there. Exactly. Um, I, what I realized, and I said it to a couple of people, Crystal's done. There's nothing else she could show on Drag Race. If you put her on an on all-star season, there's no growth. You you mm-hmm. would be greatly disappointed with what she would bring because it's already been the tops. You put Kitty on Jeez. an all-star season. Uh, She's going to kill it. Oh, my God. So, Kitty and my, Ella. That's my feeling. That's, that's, that's my thing, my feeling. So I, I think there is a great future for both Ella and Kitty. Ella mm-hmm. will be the leading lady on in the West End for whatever show she wants. She'll, she can pick it. Um, I'm sure they'll even let Nick be uh, a leading man if they if they yeah. really want it. Um, and and I already told Kitty that I think she needs her own um, uh, variety sketch show in the in, in kind of like um, Catherine Tate show. I just want to see characters. I want to see her impressions. That's the show I want from Kitty Scott Claus. I can see it. The girl knows mm-hmm. how to do a plethora of voices. I will mm-hmm. say, and she's created some characters on the show that could be actual sketch characters like that casting agent lady i want to see her (laughs) she's ridiculous i love her so i think there's great future i know there's been a lot of feelings about this season not because it was a bad season or or it was a lackluster season it was just the end of uh the 20,000th season of 2021 yep jesus christ it's mad because when you think about it this season is the second season of the year. Because what? Drag Race, like, season two only finished in... What was it? Like... Actually, when did April, March, April. Bonkers. So mad. So that all ended. Because during that time, I was still shooting. Because they they came back. So they went off in February, came back in March. Uh, No. Yeah? Wait, January, February, March? Yeah, no, they did. They came back in March. And then I started shooting at the end of March. Ridiculous. Yeah, insane, insane. Well, we're going to dive through this episode and discuss the highs and lows and discuss a little bit of the edit, how this show presented the episode. Because after a rewatch, I was like, okay, I, I yeah. it all makes sense now. But mm-hmm. top three, suck on that. Vanity is gone as Crystal Center packing. Vanity came, saw, and conquered. Uh, as Crystal wipes away Vanity's mirror message, Kitty notes that there's usually a dog in the top three, and she thinks they're all absolutely stunning. 
But usually if there is no dog, it's probably you. So Kitty, you're a puppy now. Puppy's <laughs> got claws. Oh my God, Puppy's got claws. I love that. Come on, drag baby, someone. Who's going to be Puppy's got claws? Oh my God, I'd love to see her with a drag baby. Oh my God. <laughs> she got to be That's funny. She got to be funny. Oh God, that'd be cute. Oh, I could see that. A whole litter. Yeah. That'd be so cute. Yeah, I, I'm here for it. Well, Ella has four badges. Just saying. They love seeing the Eliminated Queens. Kitty thinks Victoria will have some words with them, but Ella says if she can catch up with them with her knee, the shade, the shade. That Kitty... was so shady, but so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. Kitty praises Ella for her read on Veronica's hairline, and she also notes that Veronica wanted to chat back, but no mic for you. You're, you, 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 don't, you don't get to really say what you want to say, Veronica. That hairline joke. I was in fits. That it was, was so, good. so cleverly put together. Well, suddenly the Eliminated Queens come back to the workroom. Did they just hear what they said? I think they did, but I don't know. It, it's not um, some All-Stars 2 like, behind-the-mirror moment. Uh, this was a little kinder than that. It, it's hugs and kisses, and Kitty notes that they have the ticket to the meet-and-greet. And I was like, that's hilarious, too. I love a good meet and greet. I, I love the good meet and greet jokes. Like they're always so bloody funny. Like it was when I think when Phoebe O'Hara did the "I'll see the meet and greets" yeah. <laughs> there to Tatiana, I was like, "This is good. This is mm-hmm. my favorite style of joke because it is it's so rude." It is. <laughs> Ella asked the girls how they felt about the roast, and Veronica fucking loved the forehead joke because she went in a different angle and wasn't expecting it. At least she can laugh at herself. There's not a lot of things Veronica can laugh at. But this one she can. Yeah, this one was good. I'm glad she, I'm yeah. glad she didn't take it seriously and didn't yes. get like there wasn't like drama behind it. And Electra, who spoke a lot of words this episode, was very surprised. Didn't know that Ella was so mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> she got her time. She got her TV time. I like it. Veronica is going to ask if they think the elimination was fair, and Vanity says that if it wasn't written in the stars, she wouldn't be in the top three. But Crystal is an amazing performer, so diplomatic answer. <laughs> Did Crystal agree that she should have been in the bottom? She says she agrees with the situation. Girl, you should have been in the bottom. You know, you know, you know, you were a bottom in that challenge. D- don't, don't try to play it off. Like, it's it gets really complicated when it comes to like the top four, and then the challenges do happen because they, it's like they always say they do literally nitpick at everything to yeah. it. But it was a clear signal that Vanity and Crystal were going to be in the bottom two for it. Not a comedy challenge. It, there, yeah. there, there was no other way. There was no way you'd be Kate or Ella in comedy. I'm sorry. No. no. You've got to meet Never. both of them a musical theater background and both are hilarious. So exactly. Beautiful. Scarlett notes that Crystal never fell into the bottom apart from this night. But no one mentions anything about Kitty and Ella never bottoming. This, for me, was clue number one where the narrative was heading. If they wanted us to no- rem- remember that, They would have told us, but there was not a single mention the entire episode of those two never being in the bottom. I didn't pick up on that. Oh, yep, crazy. There's there's a lot. So when I watched the like, as I was watching the episode going through, I was sitting there being like, "This is leading so heavily to Crystal's win." Like, it was so obvious the way that they were wording everything, the way that they were like. 
the way that they were giving her the screen time, the amount of compliments, and plus Rue adores her. Yes. Absolutely adores her. Very much so. Well, the eliminated queens, including Victoria's crutch, leave so the top three can get out of drag. We watch as Ella jumps on the couches and falls. We watch as Kitty stumbles over her own two feet and falls. And then Crystal is a perfect little specimen. I was like, again, there it is. What is it with these girls falling over this season? I don't know. They're tired. They're very tired. To be honest with you, I would be. I would be knackered. Well, the bells are jingling as the top three skip into Christmas workroom. Um, Remember the Drag Race holiday episode where everyone won? So long ago. I just, so I honestly, I, I blanked that one out of my head. I really blanked that one out of my head. I mean, there was one positive, and that was everyone getting a reminder of who Kylie Sonique Love was. So, hey, very, 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 very true. So uh, that that happened, but get ready, we have another holiday special this this Thursday uh, when uh, the bitch stole Christmas is on VH1 right after Queen of the Universe oh, and gosh. the season fourteen cast reveal. Oh my god. 14 jesus well there are some gifts out and kitty thinks one is the crown for her and the others are just gift vouchers <laughs> not the bbc but, but allow any form of sponsor right no. but more importantly is lisa scott lee still in dubai why was oh this so god. funny this was hilarious the room was cackling when she said that that was so genius. <laughs> but it is true, though. Was she still in Dubai? At that, that point, I think she was. I think she yeah. was. Was um, she there? I would love to see Kitty and Lisa do a show together. Mm. Or better yet, I would like the both of them, Lisa and Kitty, on my podcast. Or oh, I'll take all of Steps on my podcast. I would actually cry. Also, um, sorry, Lee, that you're out of the rest of the shows because you got COVID. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's out. Faye's back in. <laughs> and they have three shows left in London, and this oh is their fate. Oh, shit. Call Michelle Visage. Get her in there. Oh, my God. Ever- oh, my God. Honestly, get Michelle. Just get Michelle. Well, Ella wants to do a badge count. Two for Crystal, two for Kitty, four for Ella. Again, this isn't going to matter. We'll get to that conversation later on. But Crystal believes this is the fairest top three. Kitty thinks this is a big fuck you to all the people who didn't show up to their gigs and performed for an audience of zero. Who's laughing now, sweetheart? Is that a thing? I, I feel like in the UK, any, any photos or videos I ever see, there's usually a crowd at a drag show. Are there venues that are, like, empty? Because um, in so New York, that's pre- a real thing. <laughs> pre, like... Pre-COVID, I would honestly say, yeah, like, it's really weird. I was talking to someone about this actually recently. Um, I think COVID did, um, it did a number on a lot of people for their careers and everything, but it also kind of brought out a big positive for a lot of the girls as well, because there's so many jobs that kind of opened up. So there's so, like, brunches are literally left, right and centre now. It's ridiculous. But, like, the girls are getting way more gigs, which is good. Um, But, like, beforehand, and, like, I remember when I was in, like, early, like, mid sort of, like, probably like 2017 2016 etc no one really like not cared about it but like no one really appreciated it as much so there were a lot of gigs where it was really really small like it just wasn't that many people to it do you think drag race uk helped that 
I think Drag Race UK and US helped it. Mm-hmm. I think people got onto the bandwagon of US um, really, really quickly. And But I think they started really, really late. So it was probably around like Simone's season, I would probably say, was when people started to get into it. And Jada as well. Like, I literally can't remember the season numbers at this point because they all blend into one. Um, 12 and 13, so this past exactly. year. Exactly. Um, oh. But like, when UK Drag Race season one happened, everyone got really into it. But then season two happened. Season two was the big game changer. That right. blew up everywhere and i mean bimini is now probably the most successful drag queen in the uk yeah like so you don't need a have... crown to be a winner no you don't you well, need to cover Ru- <laughs> right real arrives in a look that has been described on the internet as terrible christmas and barney the dinosaur realness um <clears throat> it was a choice bad one it is the most wonderful time of the year, and it's the beginning of the holiday season. They will jingle their, be- jingle their bells in the Maxi Challenge that is an all-singing, all-dancing rendition of Rue's hit jingle, Hey Sis, It's Christmas, where they will compose their own jolly solo, shake it up with choreographer Jay Ravel, and also spill the tea with Michelle and Rue. Um, now, I know that in the UK, Christmas specials are a big thing. Yeah, they are, actually. Yeah. We have everything. Christmas specials, but we don't like stop everything to watch. Like I obviously know the Doctor Who Christmas specials are like mind blowing. That's when you get um your 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 celebrity cameos in it, like the Kylie Minogue episode. Yeah. Um. So was this kind of like a Christmas special? Was this really the kickoff to the holiday season? No one's feeling Christmassy because it's not December. Mm-hmm. So I was like. Oh. I just pushed it back one more month, which is like just pushed it back another another week. Um, yeah. but like it was cute. Like I thoroughly loved it. Like I think because obviously now we're almost at the end of November, we're going into December. Um, things are getting really cold in the UK as well, so everyone's getting very wintry. Um, and it snowed, so fuck. Um, That's fun. But it was cute. It was cute. I really liked it. Well, the queens take to the tables as they discuss what they're going to write. Will it be Christmas themed? Will it be drag race inspired? Will it be both? Kitty's inspiration is, of course, herself. Because, duh. Ella wants it to be funny and Christmassy. That is a bop you'll remember. And Crystal pulls out her dolphin impression as she shares that she will be going sex on legs. Not for that virgin, though. No sex on Christmas for her. No. Kitty doesn't have concrete lyrics yet, except for don't need no presents. I'm here to win the crown. Santa baby, come and pull my knickers down. Only on the BBC. Kitty shares that it, uh, yeah, it's not too far because you pull down your elderly relatives knickers down when they have to go to the toilet. That as her reasoning why it was okay. It was like, you're ridiculous. I literally sat back in my chair and was just like, (laughs) <laughs> oh god it was so funny and then we have ella sharing that she has dingling dong come jingle my bells pat pat my patted ass i promise i won't tell and then we just cut right over to kitty who is smirking because she knows it's kind of bad and she's like please do that yes yes that should be your lyrics 
And I was like, I'm not going to do it like that, but still, choices. Those were lyrics. And of course, we have nothing from Crystal because we need to make her narrative. Not the best of ones, but yeah. Um, now, obviously, Hey Sisters right. Christmas has been right. around for a, a little bit of time. Um, have you written your own verse for for if you had a, a verse to this song? <laughs> it's in the works. It's in, it's the, in works. the works. Getting okay. my <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited for it. All right. Well, we got our chats with Rue and Michelle. And first up is Kitty. And she's ready for Santa. Um, I think for the rest of the holiday season, it's going to be Santa Kitty Scott Claus. That's what the ref- That's what we should all be calling Santa. Um, just saying. Just, just a thought. Kitty loves the holidays as she loves getting together with family, food, and presents. My part favorite part as well i love presents so anyone mm-hmm. who wants to get me a cameo um from scarlet harlot i will take it in a heartbeat whatever <laughs> or, or just send me scarlet harlot i'll take that as well <laughs> rue shares that this is a chance to have christmas song that you can sing all year round where do you fall on that are you someone who's like christmas starts well for, here in the u.s it's usually after halloween um yeah uh, or or Thanksgiving. Where when does Christmas mu- when is Christmas music allowed to start for you? It's so the realistically, it's like towards the end of November. But accidentally, if my phone is on shuffle, going through all my music, and I hear "Underneath the Tree" by Kelly Clarkson, I will <laughs> scream it at the top of my lungs, and it could be May. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's, that's fair. Right. That's fair. There are exceptions. There are mm-hmm. exceptions. Now, obviously, talk. here in the U.S., um, every homosexual has an obsession with Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Is it the same it in the U.K.? Um, it's always played, but like I think it's one. Ugh, the U.K. is quite good when it comes to like overplayed songs. We're all just like, oh, not again. Um, I love it. I love it when it's Christmas. Every other time, I absolutely hate it. It's really one of those like things, it. at least in, in, in New York, if a drag show during the holidays does not end with that show, it's not a full show. Oh my God, I think I'd lose my mind. <laughs> oh, uh, I think all the drag queens do lose their mind. I can't stand it. Um, but it was really funny. One of my friends was hosting a Halloween show, literally did a costume change into her holiday look to do that as the no, last song of the that's... night. Last song of the night at midnight. That's how she ended her show. That is genius that that that's good Mm -hmm. kitty sings and was trained at musical theater school for three years that training taught her to push herself out of your comfort zone and enjoy every second and that's what she tried to encompass throughout the competition um i don't know if you've watched any of the interviews that um any of the finalists have done but i believe in both her interview with tia and why she um, Kitty decided to share another uh, story about um, being about her uh, theater teacher um, confusing her, not for her mom this time, but for her grandma. I wish she told Rue, because I think if she told that to Rue, she might have just won on that spot right there. <laughs> her stories are actually ridiculous. Like, it's they're so funny, but my God, they are so ridiculous. Listen, I thought I had a freaking exclusive last week because I had her on uh, the podcast yes, for the so. recap. 
And literally in the middle of it, as we're discussing that moment, she's like, wait, hold on. She scrolls on her phone and shows us the photo. I was like, we saw it. And then the next day, Kitty shares. I was like, damn it. I thought we were going to have it first. They, that, their, their friendship group, they have got some gorgeous photos of each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it was really fun to hear her discuss Kitty because it's only admiration, but it's also just like, mocking and funny yeah it was so much fun well rue asks if she felt like there was a time that she couldn't go go on in the competition she says going into week three with the sewing challenge but she was safe and while she should aim to be in the top every week being safe on a sewing challenge and on drag race she'll take it and run with it but her grandma did teach her how to sew which that's a good thing that's a good sign yeah um but rue was like yeah sewing challenge is hard it's like rue you do this this is your fault yeah, let's you, like, just, like, you do this. You made out. Veronica Green lose. Gosh, that's true. Kitty says there, there are dark days, but she always sees the positive. Positive attracts positive. Kitty reveals that her parents, who are still together, now have a TV. Again, very funny moment. Very funny line. Thank you for sharing that information. But they are the most positive people, and her mom is like her superstar. Kitty's she- mom would... Go ahead, go. She is, re- she is really, really, really close with her family. Like, it is actually yeah. lovely. They are so supportive towards her. Um, th- There was a meme I saw, I, don't, I think it was on Twitter first, that um, there's a uh, a picture of Rue, I think, holding Kitty's photo <laughs> with, like, a, a, a scowl being, like, Rue finding out Kitty has a perfect life. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I mean, it's kind of not wrong, but it, that's that's reality TV. But Kitty's mom would let, think she is a dirty tart if she watched the show, put her knickers back on, but she would be so proud of what she accomplished. Her mom does complain that when Kitty has a gig, it is always too late for her to come, but <laughs> facts are facts, it is a nightclub. Her mom has not seen her perform, but Rue knows she would be very proud. That I find fascinating because Kitty's been around for a while and it, she doesn't just do nightclub gigs. She, as, as we know, she's doing brunch right now. Yeah. Uh, and she's done all the shows with Gals Aloud, which I feel like it's probably at a little earlier time. I, I, find, like, that, I find that crazy she like hasn't mates. seen her. I know. I think it's like, there's still um, evening shows to it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, because Kitty's been doing, Kitty's been doing drag for like quite a few years now, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's always done... Um, because like, it's, it's the thing with like drag in the UK. Only recently have we started doing brunches way, way, way more. Before that, we weren't really doing it. We would do like occasionally. The market just wasn't there for it. No one really wanted yeah. drag brunches. And then everyone loves, like everyone now loves drag. So mm-hmm. drag brunches are left, right and center. Absolutely. All right, Ella is here. And Rue is like, four pe- Rue Peter badges? Who did that? Do you know who she is? Do you know who these people are out of drag? Come on. Yeah. Is Ella surprised by having four? She is. There are things she's never done before, but she's risen to the challenge. Rue is going to ask her the hardest hitting question we have ever heard her ask. There have been queens who have turned to drag after being a failed actor. Is that Ella's story? Not at all. I was like, thank you for asking this. Why didn't you ask this to Jan Sport? Um, that was that was a jaw drop. I was like, did she just ask her that? Did she actually? I loved it. I was that? like. This is finally the interview section that I want out of RuPaul. Oh my god! Um, but she's ser- she's had a great career as Nick for 13 years. Started when I want to remind the audience when Crystal would have been six years old. 
Um, that is the age gap. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> but drag has re-energized her passion and creativity. When she started drag, she did it as a secret from the West End. So as Rue says, she was just a cross-dresser on Instagram. She wanted to create a fan base as a drag queen and not Nick the musical theater boy who put on a dress, which I fully respect because in New York, there are a lot of musical theater boys who were like, I'm not getting gigs. I'm a drag queen now. Clack, 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 clack. I'm amazing. Um, um, and then and we're like, no, you're not. You're, you're generic. You're a baby still. Michelle asks if she is happy with who she is. And Elle says that as a kid, she tried not to be gay, but that's impossible. You can't not be yourself. Now she feels completely free. To be the next drag superstar would mean inspiring people who doubt themselves to just finally go for it. Two very interesting back-to-back interviews with Kitty and Ella. We didn't really get anything groundbreaking out of them. They were both very, you're cool people. You're, you're, yeah. you're normal people. They didn't kind of like, they, they didn't almost like dig that deep. They were kind of like asking the questions that you already do know. And yeah. it wasn't as kind of like heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching moments right. and stuff like that. Like it was more sort of general. Yeah. Well, they did ask them, but it didn't air. That's very possible. Again, you got to ask all those questions so you can have the edit narrate the story you want to tell. I mean, Rue did make a song called Blame It on the Edit. It's true. Well, finally, we have a chat with Crystal. Um, she is not in the house of Versace. She just wanted to be expensive and someone already had the C, so she changed it to a K. And I was like, oh, my God, you actually are 19. That makes sense. You're like, I'm just going to steal it. <laughs> oh, bless her. Crystal loved drag as a child as she was mesmerized by the sound of the heel. Siri, play RuPaul's Click Clack, please. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> because oh my God. Michelle started to do it. I was like, oh, they're going to break out a song, aren't they? Or does Ru even know that's one of her songs? At this point, no. <laughs> I think she just forgets that she even sings them. I think it's all computerized. We'll, we'll get to Hayes this Christmas. That, that chorus is not Ru. That was not her voice. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, Christmas in Crystal's family is important. Her grandma is Greek Cypria, and Rue is like, that's what I see. And Michelle just wants Greek food. Opa! Um, did we not know this already, Rue? Or are you again just playing for the camera? I was like, well, I was also really surprised. That was like the only time it's mentioned. Like it's the only time throughout this like the series where it's actually mentioned that she's got like a Cypriot side to her family. And I was like. Yeah. Now, obviously, here in America, Cypria is not a, a big talking point. What What is the, the significance in the UK? Or is there not really? No. Yeah, I guess for us, it's all Greek to us. Yeah, it's very, very true. Isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those things, just not really spoken about. Crystal reveals that her grandparents passed away a few years ago, and they were just loving and approved of everything she was they'd be proud of her in this competition. Her nan would be the one buying her all the heels, makeup, and wigs. Michelle is like, you're a virgin. And at 19, or any age, that's totally fine. But what was it like for Crystal to share this? I was like, this is the hard-hitting question you have for Crystal. This is all you're going to ask. Okay. Well, Crystal was scared to discuss it because she didn't want to look like that person who is not experienced enough. But performing in clubs and hearing queens talk about that stuff, it's hard. But she'd rather do hair than go out on a date or find someone. 
I, on the other hand, would like to go on a date or find someone, screw the hair. <laughs> Good for oh, you, Krista. When she said that, that was really like, it was, it was very mature of her. Absolutely. That, I was like, you are 19 years old. And usually like at that age, you would be like boy obsessed like you'd be so mm. so so into it and it shows through her work and her artistry absolutely that she has maintained such an incredibly professional and mature outlook on it like it, it's mm. so it, it's it's so impressive absolutely i think it's really interesting again i've been in drag dress rooms before i've been to drag shows sex is a very big topic even if it's just when you're peeking with your sisters, sex is a topic you talk about all the time. I, I would love to just have been a fly on a wall before Drag Race with Crystal just to see how she reacted in those situations because mm-hmm. I don't think she was going to be like the one being like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, totally, that one time. I think she probably just sat there, nodded her head, and was like, I have nothing to contribute, and, I, and that's okay with me. Yeah. Plus, drag queens are horny little buggers. Very much so. Very, very much so. Well, Rue calls her an original and she's doing great. What would it mean to her to be the next UK drag superstar? Validation. Believe in yourself and don't hold back for anyone else. Do it my way. Um, yeah, once Rue called her original, it's like, again, here, another tick for Crystal. Now, we're going to move over to choreography with Jay Ravel. Uh, we've seen Jay Ravel a couple times throughout the series. Yeah. Um, very, very, very talented man. But this time he's like, you don't have lyrics yet. I was just called in. You do whatever you want to do and I'll, I'll work around you. Um, he's like, yeah, show me how you want to perform and I'll then give you instruction. Crystal I, goes, I, I quite liked that. I was yeah, like, I, well, okay. I do too. I, no. I appreciate that. I was like, girls, show how they want to dance. We like to see it. Yeah. Crystal goes first and she didn't plan anything. And Jay tells her to tell her story. She just wants to throw her tricks in and she's going to create a K and a V on the floor. Is it too much? No, it's no. sex on legs. Come on. It's, you're on brand. Kitty is up and wants to travel across the stage and point quintessential Kitty. And Ella is patting her ass and Jay apparently likes that. He wants her to have sass and a diva moment and Ella's feeling good. Rue loves an old huffer and an old huffer she is. I hate that she's now calling herself old because... Once again, listeners, she is younger than me by two years. So we're the shade it's not fair. Not fair. Come on, Gail of Juan next season. Then then we have an old huffer. <laughs> no, no, we she she's she's gotta go win Queen of the Universe first, and then maybe she'll do this one. Sure. All right. It's now time for the group choreo, and we watch as Crystal struggles with the choreography. And here it is, the redemption arc in a single episode because there's nothing redeeming for Ella or Kitty to do because they're actually perfect. Yep, pretty much. Like, it's the comment that Kitty makes when um, she <laughs> when she just flat out says, like, Crystal's crap at doing choreography, but as soon as the day comes, it's going to be perfect. Boring! Yeah, it's true. It, 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 it's it, it, that again, another moment. I was like, oh my God, Crystal's really going to win this. Um, oh, I mean, it's not shade to Kitty and Ella. Being good and perfect usually gets you wins. But in reality TV, we got to remember this is reality TV. It doesn't make for interesting television. There's a story arc behind it. Exactly. 
Um, I got to say it. I'm going to call it out. I just kept looking at Ella with her heels and socks. And I, again, wanted to make us make everyone remind that this is why people say being over 30 is a bad thing. You're making us look really bad. You're looking like we should be in the old folks home because we don't oh. even know what we're putting on our feet. Oh my God, bless. They were very chunky. I was like, they that were, was the first thing I was like, this yeah, and I don't, think, they, they, I don't even think they're what she wore in the challenge. No, she's wearing a boot. Yeah, come on, girl. Whatever, it's fine, it's fine. Well, Jay says this choreography is not easy and it's not tight, but they're, they'll get there. Just don't be easy. Keep pushing yourselves. It's the final showdown, just a performance and a runway, and that is it. We get go back to the workroom. It's coronation day, and the girls get ready for the moment of their lives. Kenny says it's been quite special to be doing the makeup for the last time as they have all created a bond together. We're going to now have the first impression chat. So what do they think about Crystal? Ella says she looks absolutely stunning and always thought she was just filtered on Instagram. No filters for her. And Ella feels very protective of Crystal now. I remember when we spoke on the preview podcast, that was a conversation we had about uh, Crystal and her um, Instagram persona and everyone thinking they were filters and you being like, oh, I, no, they're not. No, it was, the it was one of the first things that when I met her, I said it to her and I was like, not to be mean or a bit of a bitch, but like I fully thought like, it was Facetune, and then I met her in person for the first time, and I just remember looking at her, being like, "Oh fuck you, yeah, how the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, it's there isn't, there is no Facetune. What you see is literally reality." Yeah, she must have some good products she's working with. She, oh, I just, I just oh, the way that she blends her just everything like yeah. when i did the top when i did the top three shoot and i was editing my god i zoomed into every pixel and i was like this is i call it the plastique face plastique fucking flawless there was nothing like literally i remember oh, i took a photo of her and evie together and i was just like where is the floor there is none yeah. and then evie like oh my god there's so many flaws <laughs> Kidding, I love you, Evie Oddly. Love you. Well, Kitty says that when Ella walked in the room, she was bloody raging because she was wearing pink, big blonde hair, and was busty. There goes her shtick. But Kitty says that she is a handsome lady, as if Gaston from Beauty and the Beast was put into drag. It's a good point. It's a good it's point. It's not wrong. No. Um, I'm, I'm convinced that was from like early on in the season confessionals and they put it there because it just worked. And they're like, we can't not put this into the season. It has to be there. Um, and what do they think about Kitty? Well, Crystal sat next to her and thought she was tough competition, mostly because she was a loud bitch. <laughs> true. It's true. Kitty's biggest high was meeting Baby Spice. It was validating to her. Ella's personal high was winning Snatch Game. She never thought she would win that challenge. Kitty says the biggest gag of the season was her not winning Snatch Game. Yeah. Double win. I would have said double win, but... Mm -hmm. Crystal's high was winning Dragaton as she surprised herself. And when they were showing that, I was like, oh, I totally forgot you won that. And I think that's part of the narrative that we'll discuss later of her, her arc this season. It's like, she was front-loaded. The mm -hmm. other two are so back-loaded. And we're going to Give it to the queen from the front. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. That's what you want to do. 
Well, now it is time for impressions. Kitty starts with a Veronica Green impression, but it is Ella who goes, I'm Veronica Green and I like wearing harnesses. In her voice. Oh my God. Beat Kitty again. Oh my God. I lit another moment of just the entire room howling. Like... She nailed the voice. It was spot on. She's really... Like, she is really funny. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And then Kitty would do Anubis, but she can't remember the girl. But uh, the rest of the cast remember her because Anubis is your miscongeniality. I know. Congratulations to her. It's so deserved. She was so surprised. Oh, I don't know why. Anubis is such a little sweetheart. Of course she's going to get that. I want to point out a fact that no one's discussed yet, but the winner of the season and the winner of Miss Congeniality are both 19 years old. God, yeah, that is true. Jesus Christ. These young queens, Jesus. It's making you feel old, isn't it? It really does. It really does. <laughs> Crystal says dirty rice and they know it's vanity. Ella just says the words at the end of the day and everyone knows it's river. Kitty asks who can do Scarlet and Crystal just waves the tape like a flag. Now, if she was really asking who can do Scarlet, the answer is obviously me. I will take you on the best date ever, Scarlet. I promise. Whatever you want to do, I will wine and dine you. Just give me the opportunity once. I ask. It's all I ask. Oh, my heart. I love her so much. Anyway, (laughs) can anyone do Kitty? She does so many voices that Crystal doesn't know who Kitty is anymore. And Ella hopes she can find herself after the competition. And this was also the moment I was like, oh, Kitty's not going to win, is she? Is she? That, that, that was a very shady comment. Mm, yeah, it was. You could, you could see the arc finalizing and playing out. Yeah. As Kitty says, everyone has found themselves on this journey and she has lost herself. But losing yourself is not a bad thing because you're insane and hilarious and that makes a great person. And you have won the hearts of so many people. Absolutely. So many. Um, it's time for the battle of the busty blondes. We're going to head to the runway and Rue is wearing like, um, gold and it's very Christmas light. I'm kind of here for it. Uh, the hair is very small, but I mean, it's okay. Speaking of small hair, that's not what Michelle Visage did. No, no, no. She had the worst hairdo in show history. Yeah, it was no more crimped hair. No more. We're done. Um, and we have both Alan and Graham. Now I got to know, do they like each other? And also, whose chat show do you like better? Who's funnier? I think I prefer Graham Norton's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I prefer Graham Norton's. Like, it's the guests that he gets on it are always way more fun for it for me. And I'm immediately, like, hooked into it. Alan's, like, I enjoy it, but it's not, in comparison, not my favorite. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've shared it with you, but I, I've decided if I ever have to do a Snatch game, I will be doing Alan Carr. Oh, my God. It'll be so easy, so funny. Um, it, it's it, it, very easy to do. I, I've practiced in my room in the mirror before. I like it's, that. It's very fun. Um, because but, all um, you have to do is pull some of the quotes that he said on... Exactly. Some of the quotes that he's pulled on uh, the runway during critiques are like ripe for uh, Snatch Game. Oh, good, yeah. Um, all right. Hey, sis, it's Christmas. Let's talk about this music video. Um, I'm going to say it. I've mocked this song for years. This was a fucking bop to the top. Agreed. Like, so it leaked at like 9 Mm a.m. on the same day. 
and I got sent so I got sent a link of it and I was listening to it and I was like this is so good like this is so catchy I love everything about this and I genuinely thought I was gonna hate it I was like I'm not a big fan of this but that was good now in America, last year for the holiday season, um, the store Old Navy, which is kind of in the same world as Banana Republic and The Gap, um, their for their holiday season commercials, it was "Hey, Sis, It's Christmas" with RuPaul in the commercial. So we've heard the song for a while, so we knew of it, um, but we always mocked it because it was just so stupid. When I remember when the album, um, the the holiday album came out for that Christmas special, I was like, "This is the stupidest song ever." This version was so good. It was they were they were excellent. Brilliant. Ella kicks us off because you know alphabetical order. I think she looked very Christmassy, and that wig is definitely the one she wore with her entrance look. No shade there, but black boots for Christmas. I'm here for it. I like I like a good little. I like a good slutty boot. Okay, all right, fine, that's her. I think you, you, you can't deny it. She sounded great. She has a great vocal, and this was really the first time that she got to showcase it. The first singing challenge, I don't think she was able to kind of, like, with BDE, I don't think she was able to kind of, like, use, like, a good, like, vocal range to Not it. Not at all. This, this mm-hmm. was brilliantly done. I so want to hear her and Cynthia Kiss do a duet together. Oh, that'd be gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. That'd be very cool. Um, Kitty went the comical rap route and she is serving you Jennifer Coolidge Santa baby realness. That look was so spot on for Kitty. So a little fun inside point. Um, Please do, because I have some critiques though too. What? (laughs) I have some critiques also on it, but yeah. So when they were recording this and they were doing the number on stage, her tits kept falling out. So there was one, there's one part that she was telling me that basically they just did the whole number and tits are both out and someone over the tannoy was like, um, can someone please put Kitty's tits back into the dress? They are currently out. Oh my God, that's so funny. Well, it's crazy. My, my first critique was like, I wish she had a necklace to cover up the breastplate neckline. And then I was like, the way the dress is cut, all you can see is the side of her breastplate yeah and now it uh, makes sense and there was a couple choreo moments i was like she's very like robotic i know she can do better now i know why she's trying to keep herself in but her performance was kitty silly fun camp um it, is, it, it was exactly what you knew you were gonna get from her and then crystal i feel like her only christmas reference was mean girls and said this is the most basic leotard I, leotard i own but i want to give you um, you want to pet me, velvet and fur. But also that hair was just right on. Oh my God. So boot to those gloves. Again, I'm not here for black for Christmas. I did not like the gloves, uh, but that, that that's fine. We'll get, you can get away with it. But you know what? She does deliver in her performances with such <laughs> conviction. Even if we watch her fail, she always is a, a consummate performer. She knows how to do it in the end. She really does. Like she pulls it together. And she remains professional to it as well. That's why when she was, when I was like, because she's not good with choreography, but when she was, when I, um, when they was, uh, said that she could do like her own dance exercise to it, I was like, she's going to win. She's going to win. Crystal mm-hmm. can perform the house motherfucking down. Like, absolutely. She's such a good dancer. 
As far as the first group choreography during the chorus, Jay Ravel said, ladies, duck walk. It'll be cute. I don't know if he didn't know what they were going to be wearing, but I don't think he realized that their like down there parts were going to show while they were duck walking. Yeah. Uh, except for Crystal, because she was wearing a leotard. But the other two who were wearing skirts, I was like, no, 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 no. That's You did them dirty. But again, they, were, they, <laughs> they, were, they did very well. Um, and I loved, again, seeing all the queens with their candles, all wearing red and white. It was so nice to see uh, Veronica understood the assignment this season. It was so, like, yeah. Yeah. It was very cute. Um, I'll say it right now. Victoria was stationary, but she served it more than some of the others. <laughs> Honestly, I, to be fair, when all the girls came out, I, like, screamed. I was like, this is so, so cute. Like, to see them mm-hmm. all come out together. Now, Vanity, I know I critique you every week, but she wore the red Naomi Small harness. She did that. That is a mm-hmm. thing that happened. Can we please retire it from drag? <clears throat> the amount of queens Never. who wa- own that. Just retire it. Everyone loves Never. it. I love it. I love that harness. Absolutely at all. But I, I will say, she put it on top of a layer, so I was like, at least she's doing it differently than all the other queens who are like, <laughs> I'm naked. Literally. Um, I'm going to say this is, was my favorite and most terrifying part of the entire song, but Kitty killed Santa. Like, popped his head right the fuck off. <laughs> I was like, what was running through your head when you thought, I'm going to decapitate Santa? Like, fuck this, gone. I, I have to know, like, did someone instruct her to do this? Did she do it in every take and this is the one that they left in? That was, I was like, oh my God, we're, choose, she's choosing violence today. I was just like, she was like, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm getting this off. Go. She's like, I'm the only clause here. <laughs> but I loved it. Uh, this was, of the three seasons, the best finale song. Agreed. 100% was, agreed. And maybe it's the Christmas joy and we're all in the spirit, but it just, it, it brought a smile to my face the entire time. And it was well choreographed. They all had fun. Even the eliminated queens when they came back, they 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 it was a real joy, and I um, I'm excited to listen to it all season long. Honestly, agreed. It's been and I believe <clears throat> I believe it did um, drop in the top twenty. Yeah, it has. Look at that. This that literally this was the song that they needed. I didn't mean mm-hmm. BD was good. It was cute. This is the real one for the season, though. Yeah. All right. Category is. Final three, eleganza, extravaganza. And in honor of the runway, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to play crown it or drown it. Ooh, love that. I'm going to get these out. That's up. We are going to start off with Ella Day, Jewels by Glam Studio Jewels. She did not say who made the dress, and I think I know why. Um, yeah. Wow, I did not like this. I had such a hard time with this look because I know she can do better. The color was pretty, and that's all I cared for. The wig was not the cleanest double sack. And honestly, I felt like her neck was going to snap with the weight of it. And the puff on the bottom of the, gra- the gown was a choice. I don't know if the size and dimensions were off at her fitting or what, but this gown, would it needed to touch the floor and it did not. And instead exposed the silver shoes that clashed with all the gold accessories. I think the styling here was just so wrong for a final runway and 
not the best way to go out. No, um, <clears throat> there was a lot. It was it was a bit of a almost mismatch to it. I believe she wasn't able to get a fitting in time when she made the, when this outfit was made for her. Because I remember she put up something recently about it. Because um, a lot of people were dragging her for the fact that it didn't touch the floor, and I'm like. Adolano did it and we saw what happened from there. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the color is gorgeous, mm-hmm. but it was just a bit of a clash. I didn't like the necklace. Um, I didn't like the hair that much either. It was just a bit, yeah. I was like, you you can do better than this and yeah. you have better than this. Michelle says her birth was really great. She loved that she stepped out of the traditional rapping and talking and gave them what Ella the day does. And she sank her heart out. She says she exemplifies finale eleganza. She says she started off with imposter syndrome, but got stronger and stronger. Alan says she channeled her girl group energy. Graham says it's beautiful and shiny, but the silver shoe was jarring. He calls her consistent. Rue asks her what her impression of being in this competition is. She says it's like the most mad audition she has ever been to that goes on for weeks and she still hasn't gotten the job. That was funny. That was good. Um, I'm going to drown it. It was not my favorite. Yeah. I was really surprised, actually. With this one, you never get, like for the finale, you never get bad critiques. They, they yeah. just almost choose not to do it. And as soon as Graham said a bad critique, I was like, oh, Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh-oh, uh-oh. Um, yeah. I'm unfortunately going to have to drown it. Sorry, Ella. The audience, 35% crown it, 65% drown it. They were not on board this week. Kitty Scott Claus, no designer listed because the photo has not been shared yet, but I'm sure it's, it's been looked gorgeous. But I can um, answer this, actually. So the outfit is made by Fancy Boy. Great. And the hair... Is made by Wig Chapel, I believe. Amazing. This was simply beautiful. This is the look you want to be crowned in. She looked like a princess. The petal effect of the gown was simply glorious. The blue stoning was the right choice. The hair is exceptional. It made her look so just ethereal. And the curls were just fit for a queen. I don't know why, but she didn't have a necklace and I kind of needed one. Whether it was silver necklace or a blue stone, I needed something. Because that's kind of what I know Kitty with because she always does the breastplate and it's usually there. But this time she didn't do the breastplate. So I guess maybe that's why she didn't want to have one. But regardless, this was by far the best look of the night. I couldn't agree more. Like when when we photographed this, a lot of people said about the necklace and I was like, I don't think she needed it. She wanted her Cinderella moments mm-hmm. and she well and truly got it. Like well, Cinderella does have a very, very, very subtle silver necklace. True. Like, just a little, little, it's almost I, like a choker. I almost just think with like, just the way that the whole, the way that it just looks completely is just, it's so elegant. And like, yeah. I think if it did have a necklace, I think you have a distractor. Cause the two things that you're looking at immediately in this like entire like outfit is, the actual dress itself and the hair. That yeah. hair yeah. is the best hair she has worn all mm-hmm. season, next to Goddess, next to Goddess. But it was just immaculate. And I cannot wait for these photos to drop. They are some of my pride and joys. And there is one photo out of the four that will drop that I think is probably my favorite photo I have ever taken. 
Oh, I'm excited. Any clues of where you shot it or, or what the, the theme is? We took it back to her roots. So it's that. shot in a place that's very, 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 very theatrical. I love that. So not at Buckingham Palace. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Graham calls her watchable and that is a gift. He says he doesn't know if anyone wanted her to ask Santa pull, to pull her knickers down. Whatever. That's a negative critique you'll give her, but fine. Yeah. Michelle says her verse summed up who she is and she had fun with it. She says she looks really pretty and it's the best hair she has ever had on. She says each week her aesthetic got stronger and stronger. Alan says the outfit is gorgeous. He tells her that she reminds him of a Labrador. She bounds on the stage full of energy and we instantly love her. She makes him smile. And it's like, I don't know where you're going with this, but then I was like, okay, wait, you're, that, that, that's a fact. That's true. Thank you. Kid, Kitty says she has no words to sum up the drag race experience. This is a crown. It. I wanted to see a crown on this look, but it's fine. Next time. Mm, honestly, this is this is a one hundred percent crown it for me. Hundred yep. percent. Audience, eighty five percent crown it, fifteen percent drown it. There you go. And finally, Crystal Versace, no designers listed. Um, I really can't understand why this was what she chose for the for the finale. She has served high fashion, and now for potential crowning, she's kind of going gaudy. For me, this is a basic velvet dress with all garish gold accessories she could find so she could be red from just wearing a pretty black dress. The hair was fine. There was nothing that amazed me. I think when you spend the season as the fashion queen, the one who serves the looks, and you end your journey with something so minimal... It makes me question if you truly know who you are and if you're ready to be the winner. But when Rue said she calls this look Lawrence Cheney, the episode was over. I knew Rue's mind where it was. She made her her winner pick because we all know her obsession with saying Lawrence Cheney. Exactly. I actually, I love this outfit. So right. this is very, this is very quintessential London drag. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is like, the young scene London, like as soon as she walked out on it, I clocked the references to. So there's another drag queen in London called Bones, and Bones loves to wear a good jewel. Um, and Crystal and Bones are very, very, very close friends. So I was just like, I really like this. Like it's so quintessential, like nightlife scene in London. It was gorgeous. I loved it. I loved. I love anything that's got an obscene amount of jewelry. I was just like, there's so much on a just black dress. And the fit on it was perfect. Oh, hugged her. Gorgeous. Alan says she was doing energetic choreography. He says that she has served such stunning and avant-garde looks and feels like he was front row at a fashion show. He said she saved the best for last. Michelle says she's a good dancer and she put her into it. She says she has come such a long way and she's done so much. She says the look's amazing, and that is what a finale eleganza looks like for Crystal. Graham says that she pushed herself and found a kind of performance confidence that she didn't know she had. She said it was the best experience she has had in her two weeks of living on Earth. Bitch. <laughs> now, what's gonna I'm gonna do now? I'm gonna shock you. As much as I didn't like it, I didn't like it because of being crowned in it. As a look itself, it's it's a crown it. I'm just mad that this was the crowning look. It's 100% a crown it. 
Audience, 80% crown it, 20% drown it. So, of the three, the favorite was Kitty Scott Claus. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Well, it's time to tell the kids some advice. And we are going to start off with Ella talking to five-year-old Nick, who was a blonde. Who would have thought that? And I... She says, you are beautiful and you are perfect just the way you are. Don't spend most of your teenage years trying to be someone you're not meant to be. Don't listen to what people say, the slurs, because you can only be yourself at the end of the day. Very sound advice. Very, very, very easy. Kitty tells three-year-old Lewis he is the most lucky little boy in the world with the most amazing family. So don't take that for granted because there are so many people who have it way worse than him. He is strong, positive, and good and kind. And those attributes will come to serve you very well. And maybe buy supportive underwear and have the best time. I was like, you ha- I knew the joke was coming. That's that's what makes Kitty so special. She always has to have that one little one-liner in there. Get it in there. And- and, and I just love that, again, the memes have now become Rue holding the picture from the elephant. Oh, my God. I know. <gasps> she did it to herself. She opened up okay. Pandora's box. I want that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Crystal tells five-year-old Luke that he should be kind. He may not realize the love around you because you don't see it yet. Everyone loves you and the people around you love you for a reason. Cherish the time you have with your nan because she won't be around for too long and say bye to her because she didn't didn't get the chance to. And you'll find it hard with your dad. He won't always see eye to eye. But in the end, he will be your biggest supporter. And don't go too fucking ham with the filler. Calm down, love. You're only 19. Lies. He's still on it. Still of on course it. he is. <laughs> Once you pop, the fun don't stop. Oh my God, honestly. That, that shit is... A, a, Dr. Motox, listen, I, I, I know he, he, he look he's, he's a, he's a hero. He's, I've already had a conversation with nice. Kitty about it. She, she's, she almost convinced me to go get Botox. <laughs> she's very, she was very close to convincing me to get Botox. For God's sake, Motox doing the most. <laughs> I, I, I love it. I thought these were very, very simple. Not the most groundbreaking we've ever heard. Um, but again, I don't think any of this was edited. This is what came out of the queen's mouth. Crystal did have probably the best one, in my opinion. I agree. I think with um with Crystal's, I think it just had like that little bit of an extra thing to it that was just kind of yeah. like, like when she spoke about her um her dad and her gran, I thought it was very, very, very sweet. It was very heartwarming. And it was yeah. very sad to hear when she was like, you're not going to be able to say goodbye to her. I was like, that's that's really sad. Yeah, I mean, that that hits home to me. I never got to say goodbye to my dad. And it's something that you live with. And, it, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. But um, this this really was a very mature moment for her. And it was, oh, it was yeah. good to see. Now we have to find out why they should be the next UK drag superstar. <laughs> Ella says she has brought her charisma, uniqueness, nerve and talent and her intelligence, humor, beauty. And she would have tapped if... Rue wanted her to. She has thrown herself into every challenge and she is determined to be the best ambassador for RuPaul's Drag Race and the UK. She's the best. Pick her. Kitty says she is the embodiment of British drag. She is campy, fun, theatrical. She is the whole package plus a great pair of knockers. She feels such honor and she can't wait to take the crown and show the world just what British drag is. And finally, Crystal says she is the new generation of drag. She is here to inspire the youngins who want to do something that society tells them they can't do, and they can do it. They can put their minds to it and be on this stage one day. She wants to take the crown and show the kids that you can do it, and she thinks it would look great on her. For me, Ella just 
it there was there was nothing there. There was nothing. There was no spark. Kitty yeah. said exactly what she needed to say because she really is the embodiment of British drag. Between yep. her and Victoria, that is what we see as British drag. And Crystal said exactly what she needed to say because she is the new generation of drag. Um, it's true. She is. Like, so, she represents, like, the new and upcoming style of drag that, like, a younger generation right now are currently experiencing. Absolutely. And it's, it's so I think that between the two of them, like it really could flop either way, depending on where what Rue was feeling in the moment. Well, we head back to the workroom and the sisters are there once again, looking almost all very good. We'll get to those looks shortly, but the editors are like giving, giving close ups of everyone. And they're like, yes, let's give a close up on Charity's leg hair because that's what the people want to see. Honestly, why? I was like, what are we doing? What, why? Are we just saying alternative drag is allowed on Drag Race? What 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 was that? They're trying to make a statement. Yeah, very much so. Well, the girls are glad to be back there, and River says there's a lot of BDE in the workroom, and Alexa's like, "What's BDE?" Oh, you missed it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, that was so oh. Bless. What are they allowed to discuss once they've been eliminated? Are they allowed to say anything, or do the eliminated queens like don't get to know anything? I actually don't know. I have wondered that. I'm like, so obviously they have to stay at the hotel still. Um, but I don't know if they actually like, because I would think I, I would have been like, oh, they would probably watch some of it. But no, obviously right. they do. They don't, they just wait. Or they were just being really mean to Electra and told her nothing because they, because she has a big fucking mouth. Potentially now. <laughs> some of the things that that girl puts on social media, I'm like, how no one has actually slapped you in the face and said, stop it, please. She, she's she's Stop. funny she's really really funny she is very very funny to be fair well the finalists arrive and it is a party Teresa tells them that they were stellar in the performance and Crystal says it was nice to work with everyone one last time Victoria is going to get her roast in and says Ella it must have been nice to be in a leading role as you've usually been in the ensemble funny and Ella's going to snap back how many badges did you get in this competition Veronica says that they all sounded fantastic, and I'm sure she's still very upset that she, not once in two seasons, ever got to record a single song on Drag Race. Except for rap, uh, the Rats musical, but that doesn't really count. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, damn, that's so true. She okay. never got to do her own verse. Yeah. Well, oh, that's so sad. I know, right? <laughs> Ella reminds the room that she has four badges, and Electra is shocked. And Veronica and her naked self ask if the amount of badges really matters. And Kitty says, she doesn't think so. Um, well, she'll be right, but not in the way she thought she was. Anubis thinks it was a bloody amazing season, but she wasn't there, so she really doesn't know. And then the discussion turns to what the best lip sync was. And Teresa says the double elimination, duh. That's going to go down <sighs> in history, isn't it? That that was a that was a jaw drop of a moment. That really Kitty, was. I was like, oh my god. Kitty will take the time to mock Miss Pussy Pussy Peach Peach about her failed attempt at getting that wig on, and Teresa will say she looked like the Grand Witch. But also, friends, if you have not streamed "My Pussy Is Like a Peach," please do it. it is such a bop. It is a bop. I I want that to be the Drag Race España season two finale lip sync song. I would love for that to be a thing. I really would. I'd love that. But also just put Teresa on season two. Give her a fucking crown. She deserves it. She really does. She is the people's favorite. 
see if, if she were on Espana season two, oh my god, it would be so good. She's brilliant. I'd love to see that. I'd love to see her on Drag Race Espana. Mm-hmm. Electra will remind us that she made an illegal move, which Teresa tells her she jumped right home. Now, I want to discuss this a little bit. It, no one has officially said you're not allowed to do that. Electra has a couple times alluded to that in interviews. I want to take it back to season 11 when another queen um, jumped off the stage and was promptly eliminated. I have not gotten confirmation from Honey Davenport that that was the reason why she got eliminated. I still say she should not have been eliminated, but if jumping off the stage is grounds for elimination, now it all makes sense. Interesting. Like, I'm going I'm have... to have to text Honey and be like, can you, I won't tell anyone, but can I get this confirmation, please? Because it's also like, if that is like if that is, if that is true, why would they do it? Why would they do it? I don't know. Like, is it in the rule books? Like, it obviously has to be like a big contract and rule book that they all get have should probably read. Do they actually read it? Of course not. No. Yes. Um, but I really would love to dive into that and find out that answer. I'd be very, very curious of that because it's not doing anything bad. Like, I get no. it. They, I get it. If they go up to the actual like desk, kind of yeah. get that. Kind of get that. Especially for this one in particular, when it's during COVID times. My gosh. Exactly. I would say that maybe it is a injury hazard, but <laughs> a regular lipstick is an injury hazard. I was going to say, it's fucking <laughs> hasn't stopped anyone else from breaking the bones at left, right, and center. Next, we have Scarlett doesn't want to talk about herself and how she walked out of the room, but the rest of the girls were like, that was iconic. And she's like, really? That's what I'm going to be remembered for? Fuck yep. this. Yeah. If you haven't watched all the girls' interviews with the iconic Why She Black season four, I want her on. Um, or the amazing Tia Coffee. You might be surprised, but Theresa May is a drama queen, and we will learn cried all the time. Apparently, between making a decision between an egg sandwich or a bacon sandwich. Um, as Vanity says, it's iconic. Telenovela realness, because they played music underscoring oh during this whole segment. <laughs> It was so good. I actually didn't even re- I didn't even realize it until I watched it back, and I was like, "God, she does cry at every thing." A lot, and but yeah, every interview that they anyone did with why she, they would say she cries at everything. But emotions are real. You're allowed to have emotions as an adult. She's I a delicate emotions. flower. She really is. All right, it's time to bring back all the girls, and before we get to the big finish, let's discuss our eliminated queens. Uh, we are going to play the age-old game, all-star or all-nah. And we are going to begin with Anubis, bodysuit and panel by Bang London, skirt by Oranette and Anubis, hair by Dan W. Chapman. She is continuing to pay homage to her heritage, and I think this really showed what we missed losing her on episode one. I think there are two looks going on with the regality of the waist up with the stones and the jewels, which was perfection. And then the flatness of the skirt on the bottom. I was like, I needed the jewels to go down that way as well. But the hair is Egyptian dog realness. Not sure what the bloody nose signified, but it was there. It was part of the makeup. So this was interesting because I knew about this outfit and I don't think the skirt was ever supposed to be there. And it was an additional thing added. It Um, makes it look wrong. 
Yeah. So the idea, if I am not wrong, was supposed to be actually no. I've seen this full outfit. I just remembered it. So the bottom half was supposed to be a pyramid. <sighs> that Where was, was it? it? So the bottom half is actually was made to look like a pyramid on the bottom, but. She obviously, there may have been something like an issue with the outfit when it was put on, or she didn't want X, Y, and Z, but then she just changed it to that. It would have been perfection if it was the pyramid. I know. It really, like, I remember seeing this outfit now, actually, now it's sparked back in my head. No, it was, it was, oh. it was good. I've been waiting for this one as well. Yeah, I mean, the, the bodysuit was insane. It was beautiful. Oh, everything. Waist upwards. Oh, it was gorgeous. That hair um, is so. So it's good. so good. Oh my god! It was, it, this really That's could hot. have been a great look with the, out that fucking skirt. It's fine, Anubis. You, you'll get a second chance some other time. You're a miscongeniality, and that's usually a sign of you can come back exactly. and do whatever you want. Um, I'll give it an all star. I still think because that the the waist up, it was sensational. I'll give it a star. Okay, because that's it's fifty percent there. Fifty percent there. That's fair. The audience forty four percent all star, fifty six percent all knob. Electra Fence, no designers listed. Uh, she is a pocket rocket and she will dance if she wants to, which is literally all the time. Will we ever get to see her in a gown? Probably not. Yeah. That being said, I love the color story. The purple and yellow seem right on brand. And at the end of the day, it is an elevated catsuit. It's got stones. It's got fringe. So it's that. At least it, it's better than some of the other things we've see, seen her in. I... It was very... Um... I don't know why, but it gave me very detox. And I was like, yeah. okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm uh, just from personal taste, this was a this wasn't it for me, just because I was like, this is your last, like this is like your last runway to it. I'm not a huge fan of the color scheme to it. Like I like the neon moments too. I think the arms were amazing with like all the jewels and everything. But it was just, I don't know, it just didn't do it for me. I'll give it an all-star. I hope this was not what her crowning look was supposed to be. Um, that's a point, actually. I don't know. I'll give it an all-star because I do love the colors, but that's probably as far as it really gets. I was going to say, it's still a night from me. Nope. The audience was 22% all-star, 78% all nah. Victoria Scone. Uh, look by Molly Yegan Design. Jewels by Bling 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 UK. Hair by Victoria. I think this is one of those gowns that looks much better in person. The red in the gloves and the bottom of the dress, but the rest felt muted on television. Because when you look at it, it sparkled for filth and you you just couldn't really see it on screen. The red earrings were stunning. Don't love the beat being so white, but I think that's just her paint in that moment. Um, And they fucking made her walk. They made her walk. I was surprised by that. I was like, at least just like wheel around. Yeah, I I, I think she looks stunning. Um, again, you have to look at her photos to really see the detail in it because it sparkled. She looks just beautiful. She was so radiant. I love the way that she does her makeup. Those red earrings, mm-hmm. just perfect. I'm glad she didn't go with a necklace. I'm glad she didn't go with a necklace. Loved it. I love in particular about with Victoria and a lot of her outfits. I love the patterning to it. I like that the red is literally like a little swoop, uh, swoop yeah. and wave down. It's just so nice on her. Yeah. She knows all-star her body. for me. Perfect. 100% all-star. Audience, 82% all-star, 18% all-not. 
Veronica Green, look by Freakin' Torb. The hair is lovely, the beat is beautiful. We're talking about it. That's what she wanted us to do. Talk about it. I just simply can't grasp the concept. Like, did did she really want to say I'm old and still look great? Or is this I ran out of money and this is all the fabric I, I, I can find? I know she wrote on Instagram she wanted to do an invisible dress. And um, Free Couture made this happen for her, even with the hardest material. Um, but is, was she going to wear this if she won? Make it make sense. Like, it is... I like almost the Aphrodite-esque style to it. And I like the idea of like, almost like the Greek statues. It was very that for me. But um, yeah, it was, it, I mean, it, to be honest with you, it was, a, it was a gag because I was like, yeah. oh my God, what the heck? Wasn't expecting this in any possible way. And I'm just going to say it, body, 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 body. Absolutely. Oh my God. Veronica, beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, so and she also reminded us that she's got nipple rings. <laughs> she does have nipple rings. I always do love that. I was like, oh, you kinky bitch. Mm-hmm. Oh, she loves those harnesses. Um, what? That's what she needed. She needed a harness in this look. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Completely kidding. Uh, it's an all nah. I, I, I love that she's confident with this and she does look great, but the outfit itself just did not work for me. It's an all not for me, only because I loved everything. Bar the brown like fabric bit, it threw me off. Yeah, threw me off. Mm-hmm. Audience, thirty-three percent all-star, sixty-seven percent all now. Next up, Charity Case. No designers listed, but Charity probably did it. She is paying homage to Tia Coffee's horrendous pterodactyl look. Um, I guess she wanted to do that runway last season, so this is like, here's my chance. Uh, it's true, Charity. It's camp. She is ready for Dragula. Put her on the goddamn show already. Um, I think this is also a bit of a fuck you to production as she's doing her. And if you don't like it, take her off stage. Th- this is true to charity. Yeah, I agree. Like, I really like it. It's quintessential charity. 100%. I love the shoe on this. I love the shoe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly her drag. Like, it's literally, it's, it's just exactly who she is. Yeah. All star for me. I'm going to give it an all star, actually. Audience not loving it. 45% all-star, 55% all-nah. I guess they want more from her. Yeah. Now, you want more. Oh, Theresa May. Look by Pedro Bejar. Hair by Florencia Wiggs. Jewels by Crown Jewels UK. I adore this. It's so Spanish. The roses on the bust are beautiful. The bustle is stunning. I know this is her face, but I think she would look so radiant if she began to blend a little more. Um, Mm. I would love Crystal to give her some tips or maybe, you know what? No. I want Crystal to paint her once. I want to see what that would look like because that, that may change gorgeous. everything. But that being said, there is so much potential out of Theresa May. Um, she is going to be one of the breakout characters from this franchise. Um, I can't wait to see what she does. This look was sensational and a great way to end the season for her. I think this was the perfect thing for her to wear as her like, last runway. Like yep. It's just beautiful. She's glowing. I love the roses. I just, I love everything about it. I love the bottom of the dress to it. Her face looks beautiful. Everything just blends so cohesively. And it's so nice to see her little, like, almost homage at the very, very end of it. And I was just like, this is just beautiful. So, so gorgeous. All-star for me. All-star, 100%. Audience, 84% all-star, 16% all-now. 
River Medway, no designers listed. I think this was very cute, very simple. Um, I like the blue and white and velvet with that corset piece that looked like dishware. It was very cute. Um, I don't need the sleeves personally. In fact, I wish they were gone. But mm. I think she's another one. Once the funds come rolling in and she's booked and booked and gets all that money, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I agree. I think um, I think she is very, 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 very... Like, she is good. Like, she's so fun with it as well. Like, she never takes herself too seriously with things, which is always really nice. But this just didn't do it for me. Yeah, it just I didn't. Agree. It was just because it's... There's a lot of things clashing with it. Like, I'm no designer in any possible way, but it just wasn't as, like, consistent throughout. Like, the panelling on the top part of the dress is a different shade to the velvet on the bottom of it. The blue, Like, the bluish-purple tone that was on the arms to it as well, it was just, an, it wasn't it for me. Face and hair, jewellery, stunning. Just the outfit was just not fully there for me. All nah for me, sadly. It's an all nah from me as well. Audience, 35% all-star, 65% all nah. Scarlet Harlot, hair by wig mistress, jewels by stage jewels. And if you looked on her Instagram, this was from a charity shop. This is an old dress she bought years ago. Oh my gosh. This is absolutely the best she's looked all season. I love her ice princess look. The baby blue gown with the gloves and the white hair and silver accessories. This was a very well put together look. I tend not to love a corset over a dress, but I think because the, the silvery white corset was a bit elevated and had married all the sparkle of the look together, she will get a very slight pass on it. Um, but I mean, she looks stunning. Like Elsa, move over. This bitch is taking over. She looked stunning. Like this is so regal and so mm-hmm. elegant. Like, I love the little, like, white fur across, just draped. It was just beautiful. This is, like, this is how Elsa should look. This yep. is how Elsa should look. This is snowy. It's very princess vibes. It's got a dash of Cinderella to it as well. The hair is so gorgeous. I like that she went with an updo so you could just see everything of her face to it as well. Makeup is lovely. And it literally yep. looks like icicles dripping off her. Love and, it. And- she is very pale. Um, we all know that. Um, so baby blue is a brilliant color for her skin. Absolutely I perfect. I loved it. It's an all-star. Obviously, it's an all-star. 100%. Audience, 80% all-star, 20% all now. And finally, Vanity Milan. No designers listed, but I'm sure we know who made it. Um, please tell me this was not going to be her crowning look. Anyway, it's a jumpsuit with red pleasers and a red ruffle jacket. Nope. We are making such progress on the runway and we ruined it with this. No. Yeah. So I've seen this outfit before. Um, I love the coat to it. I love the coat to it. But. It's a bar look. It was, yeah. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't her strongest. Like she's worn other outfits that were really, like were much stronger. Like. It just it wasn't it was a no for me on this one. I like just, if, I she, really if, wasn't she, as, like, if she wore her pearly gates look for this, I'd be like, oh my god, moment. But she already wore it, so we got yeah. Do? It was a, yeah. It was it's it's an it's nice, but not for this runway right now. Um, I'll give it an all nah. I'm gonna have to give it an all nah. And the audience disagrees with us. Seventy percent all star, thirty percent all nah. Got I mean. It's fantasy. Fantasy yeah. is just great. 
Yes. Well, Aru awards them all a QBE, a Queen of British Eleganza Award. Do you want one? Do you think they'll sell them at DragCon? Can I get one? No, because it looks like Blimmin Aja when she did the volcano character. I was screaming. I was like, who did this? Yeah, it's that not great. Dirty. It's not great. Um, so I was, no. <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, the winner will get a crown and scepter from Fierce Drag Jewels, as well as a paid trip to Hollywood, where they will start in their own series from WoW Presents. And we all know that Lawrence Chaney just finished filming. I'm excited to see what's going to come out of that, Queen. It's going to be funny. I hope so. I never know whether, like, even when the Viv did hers, I still, like, I don't know, like, no one knows where to watch it. WoW Presents Plus. So basically, no one from the UK is going to watch it. Correct. <laughs> All right. Three queens will be lip syncing to Dusty Springfield's version of You Don't Own Me. I get it. Why it was the Dusty Springfield version and not the Leslie Gore? Because British, Leslie Gore is American, fine. So I wasn't, I've never really heard this version, but we all know the song. Yeah. I didn't, when, I have actually not heard this version. Yeah. When the song was announced, I was like, Crystal is screwed. This is not a dance song. This is a song where you need to showcase your acting chops. Kitty's got it. Ella's got it. This is going to be great. Kitty is like, look, a reveal right at the top. And I hate that she wasted it at the, at the beginning of the song. It, she she could have saved it for something later. Um, I thought she was going to do it on the I thought she would have done it on the chorus drop. Yep. Yep. Um, also, I hate that part, that little um, that little piece on the arm ripped. Um, I got sad because I was, oh, I could just see it dangling a little bit. Ah. Yeah. I'm going to, I don't know what it was, but the edit really made it a showdown between Kitty and, and Crystal. Ella just seemed lost. She was very subdued and she actually did have a couple of lyric flubs. Yeah. Like, I, I noticed I, uh, unpopular opinion um, for it in the situation. I thought, like, just the edit really didn't care about Kitty or Ella. It was just focused a lot on Crystal, and that was it. Was. it. Like, um, yeah, no, I agree. She killed, like, she killed the lip sync 100%. Like, I was really surprised. I was like, you're doing a slow song, and you are owning the yeah. stage right now like for me the beginning part kitty was hilarious in camp and really embodied the song in her perception crystal to start was quite rigid then you had kitty do a knee drop because stunts and it wasn't it came out of nowhere but when the lyrics got to i'm young and i love to be young you could see the change in crystal and that's mm. where she was like oh wait i know what this part means I know how to make this work for me. And that's when she really came to life. But for me, the, my favorite part of the song was we get to the instrumental, Crystal and Ella walk to the back of the stage and Kitty is like, oh wait, I shouldn't be playing air guitar. I'm gonna go follow them. <laughs> did not get a first Wives Club like hand-holding moment, which could have been, been iconic. It's fine that we didn't, but that I, I wanted to see that whole sequence in full view. Mm -hmm. Um that for me, if Kitty ended up winning, that would have been the moment she won for me because it oh, got yeah. everybody. It, it, you heard Rue laugh. It was, that was so, so funny and it was witty to do. Yeah. But that's what makes Kitty so smart is, is she knows the lyrics, she knows what she can do with it, but mm. she can adapt. She can lip sync to a room 
and and to the surroundings. Um, not every she drag queen can do bad. that. Yeah, she's adaptable. Um, she she is, and and when you are very good at improv in a comedy sense, and you can put put that into musicality, you really are a standout performer. And this is just the beginning for Kitty Scott Claus. She she's really going to take over the world. Um, oh God, yeah, 100%. It, it, it's insane. Um, but the song also ended very oddly. Again, I hadn't heard this version before. I didn't know why it just dropped out. Yeah, again, definitely not not heard it. No, but then Ellen needed help getting up, and I was like, I relate to that. But also, are you were you sad that you just really fucked up the lip sync? I don't know what happened with Ella. I don't know what happened. I think. I I think she kind of like it got a bit of a knock from the critique. Yeah. I think the critique gave her a bit of a knock, which is sad to see. And it is true, like she was the only one who had like a negative critique, which is a big rarity to kind of like have during a finale. Because even I was like, I my jaw fell when I heard it, and I was like, whoa, that doesn't usually happen. And I I, I think she she either said on the show last week or said it in one of the interviews, but. She is a, a solely live singing queen. She does like the first lip sync she ever did, she said, was to the Girls Aloud song. Yeah. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe she wasn't prepared for this. We all know that Crystal does the lip syncs. We know Kitty does the lip syncs because Gals Aloud, um, th- th- that's all they do. Um, yeah. So maybe Ella was out of her element. And I think maybe making a case for her in the future she has time to work on it because yeah. especially if you're going to come to the U S that's what you're going to do for a while. Um, that that's going to be your gig, but Rue has made her decision after 10 weeks, the season said it's all about the future, not the journey of the show. Crystal Versace is the winner. Let's go into the burning questions. Did the right queen win? I still stand true that any one of these girls could have won. Easily. Any one of them could have won it. Um, I think Crystal winning is going to be a very, like, is, is like it's going to be very, very helpful for, like, young queens starting up, which is really, really, really lovely to see. I, no, I get that a lot of people are going to be kind of annoyed by it, and they are a bit annoyed by it, etc. But, like, you have to think how much of, like, a development she's been on, and even though she's so young, she's so ridiculously talented. Like, and it's, it is what it is for it. Um, I am obviously a bit more biased because I wanted Kitty to win, obviously. Um, but again, I think all three of the girls have had such like personal development and growth throughout the entire season and just generally in life from doing all of this. Yeah. Like all three of them are so, so lovely. They are genuinely a trio of sisters. And I think like, any one of them was would have been well and truly deserving of the like crown. I agree. It's it's interesting for me um, because I look at it through the broader <laughs> lens of Drag Race sometimes as well. I said it from episode one. If you look at who was already crowned, who didn't get crowned, and where the show was going, I knew from episode one, and I it was pretty consistent throughout the season that I knew maybe the edit wasn't showing us Crystal was your winner, but the edit was showing us that Crystal was the show's future. Yeah. And yes, I think Kitty is the epitome of what I see as British drag. 
And I, I think she was completely right to say that. Um, but when you put her next, if you were to put her next to the Vivian and Lawrence Cheney, there's not much of a difference. You put Crystal there, it's, it's, it's redemption for Bimini. It's redemption for Ahura. It's redemption for Tace. Obviously, mm. none of them actually saw the season because they were actually filming. Uh, so they got no idea what went on there. Um, but in the bigger scope of things, that's kind of why I knew where Rue was going. Um, and I said it earlier, Crystal couldn't come back for an all-star season and excel because there was nothing new she would be able to bring because she excelled and brought it this round. Yeah. Kitty has the growth. She's going to give you the comedy, but now that she's going to have the money and the ability to give you looks every single week. Oh, you, you should be afraid of her because she will win. Um, And Ella, very strong competition. Yeah. And Ella, I'm not sure that I know a lot of people, at least in the U S that would like to see her back. I had put a poll up on uh, my Instagram earlier this week. I said, who should win? First place was Kitty. Second place was Crystal. Third place was Ella. But if you looked at the stats on like all the likes on social media on the World Wow Presents stuff, it was Ella double both of them. So it's really interesting. It's it's really interesting um, because they all were three incredibly strong artists, each bringing their own different perspective. And you're right. Each one of them would have been a valid winner. Um, but when it comes to Drag Race and and if looking at the whole picture of 2021, Crystal needed to continue that trend of winners of the future of drag. Agrees, 100% agree. Like they they they're all so different in their own way, and each one of them has brought something completely new to the show. And I'm honestly I couldn't be happier. I will say what's going to be interesting is I did, obviously um, I did watch a couple of the interviews. They're going to need to help her out with PR. They're going to have to help her out with interviews and how to speak. Um, It's not shade. I'm not giving you shade, but as, as the ambassador, as the one who's going to be representing the brand right now, you need some work. Aquaria is the prime example. She was fucking terrible on a mic. She needed so much help and she got there the show helped her and she got the experiences to now learn how to talk um crystal is even younger than aquaria was she's gonna get there um but this is this is life-changing this at 19 years old 20 years old this this is going to change everything for her the youngest queen to ever win drag race who will return for an all-star season whether it is uh drag race uk all-stars or a season two of an international all-stars if that ever is a thing we'll see (laughs) i think i do think kitty would definitely come back i think i could see electra i could see electra coming back i could see electra coming back i could see to be honest with you i could see pretty like i could pretty much see like all of them almost wanting to come back for it this cast is full of all-stars i think kitty is going to be called number one I think Rue really adores Scarlett and wanted Scarlett in the finals, but just couldn't put her there. I think Scarlett will, would come back, though I could see her being like, I'm not putting myself through this again. Yeah. We'll see. I don't, um, uh, I don't think Veronica will. I, don't I think, think Veronica, Veronica is will. done. She is done. She, if, if, if they call her to be on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, she'll do that. She's done with Drag Race. She's done her time. There's literally nothing else for her to do, um, and that's okay. 
Um, I think Teresa is a is a phone call away for whatever they want her for. I think River, a couple years removed, will be a potential phone call. Um, and then the the Victoria of it all. Will she be on season four? Will she? Will they put, just put her right onto an All Star? We never got confirmation on the show, so we don't know the journey right now. I know that there's rumors of casting being completed and starting soon. So who knows? Finishing next week on my birthday. Ah, that is yeah. when it will be done casting. And well, I mean, say I say done casting. The submissions will be done, and then the selection will begin. Exactly. Well, this will lead me to the best question right now: Who must be on season four? So many, so many. Um, I mean, obviously, representation. The casting department is going to have to do a little better because Vanity yeah. said it in interviews. Vanity said it on the goddamn show. You can't just have one black queen. So give me free to slaves. Give me why is exactly. she black? Um, black pepper. Just put them all on. Give me free to slaves. Do it. Do it. Honestly, um, if I had, I would obviously, I would love, 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 love. love to see my baby Starlet on the show. I'd love to see Release of Slaves. I think Release is fucking incredible. Uh, I'd love to see Baby Row. I would love to see Bones. Um, I would love to see Flesh on it as well. Like, there's so many. I'll give my shout outs to my my two previous guests this season. Uh, I would love to see Poppycock and her go on. Um, Not at the same time, because then you can't make me choose between the two of them because I love them both. Um, exactly. But you know, after Kitty's success, we're going to get another Gals Aloud sister. Um, whether I was going to say, we're probably going to get one of them. But yeah, either. I mean, and and of, her last uh, week was like, she's like, I, I, I want Kitty to lose so I can be the one with the crown and she could fucking take it. So maybe gotcha. it's going to be her. Um, I, I would love to see Donna Trump. I'd love to see Donna on. Um, but yeah, I think this season is going to definitely play a big impact on casting because... Mm-hmm. Um, the fans were very vocal the queens were very vocal um, and things need to change and that's a good thing exactly and now that kind of like the situation is very very different because obviously they did have to rush quite a lot of it because of obviously Miss COVID um, I think now they've got a lot more time to kind of like think about these things instead of rushing them so they can really plan it out I agree. And I would be very curious to see if the 13th queen will be on. Yeah. Any, 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 you, want, you want to give any hints or spoilers? There was a 13th queen. There was one. And it'll be very interesting to see if she does get on it. Interesting. I guess we'll find out. Listeners, yeah. you're going to have to slide into Maddie's DMs if you're going to get that <laughs> answer. Speaking of which, where can we find you on social media? Any projects you want to plug? And honestly, make sure you tell them where to find your photography so they can get in touch with you and say how much you're an incredible photographer and pay you one day to, to take their portraits. So you can find me on socials. Check out on, uh, find me on Instagram at Matty underscore Parks. And then obviously this is in my bio, but you can find my photography page at MTY Parks. And as for the next project that's coming up, Early next year is a whole new thing. We will see what comes next. So exciting. 
Well, it is always a pleasure having you on and you're my favorite and I can't wait to talk with you when season four comes out. Like what, next week? Literally. Give it another week. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. A huge thanks to Mandy for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theorythenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>